Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for another opportunity you've given unto us to study your word once more. Be the exalted, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, your word says, the entrance of thy word giveth light and understanding to the simple. We ask this day that our eyes of understanding be enlightened, that your word will find expression in our hearts, in our mind, in our spirits, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For in Jesus' name, I will pray it. Amen. Okay, so we are starting a series on letter to Ephesus. So, um, I would like to, you know, give us a breakdown of the scriptures first before we start what we have today. So, um, the Holy Bible, that's the scriptures, has 66 books that's 66 different books compiled to be the holy scriptures and we have the old testament and the new testament so the old testament is known as the hebrew bible that's what um that's what they had as the holy bible in the days of our lord jesus that's in the days of the apostle what they had was Genesis to Malachi and everything we saw in the New Testament as Matthew, Mark, Luke and John were written after the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ so that's to tell us something that if what they had was Genesis to Malachi then the same understanding that they gave us in the new testament that's in like for instance in the letters to the churches where the same understanding they had what does that mean that means you can read the old testament and see god there you can read it in the light of jesus christ so we're going to go into that but you know as this series is titled letter to ephesus that means we have a direction so Ephesus is a location that is a place um, in Asia as at, the, as at that time Ephesus was like a place in Asia so we're going to be looking at what happened there from the scriptures so like I said we have the Hebrew Bible then in the New Testament, we have the first four books, which is called the Gospels. These are just books written by four different, not just books, permit me, they are only books. So, I have to correct that. So, these are books written by four apostles. That's um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And what that implies is, they give us four different accounts. Of the life of Jesus proving to us that Jesus is the Christ what that means is Jesus is the promised Savior that was sent to the world so we are going to check that soon so after the first four books Matthew Mark Luke John we now have Acts now Acts known to be the Acts of the Apostles is a book that contains all the activities 
of the apostles immediately after the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You can see the pattern. You can see that, okay, in the days of Jesus Christ, what we had was Matthew, um, Genesis to Malachi, right? That's the whole testament books. So that's like their Bible then. Jesus Christ came and fulfilled the prof- prophecy that was given about him in the Old Testament. And years later, they compiled an account. That's four different accounts about the life of Jesus. You understand? To see, to, to explain to us how he fulfilled the scriptures. That was why we have it there. So the Acts of Apostles are now the after Jesus Christ died, he empowered his disciples, the twelve disciples, and the apostles. If you read the Gospels, you will discover that we have the twelve, we have the seventy, and we have the one twenty. So when you talk about the disciples of Jesus Christ, they are not just twelve, but we 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 know twelve because they were the ones that became the twelve apostles. Even though Judas Iscariot was replaced, we are going to see all that soon. So, but they were twelve. So, the Acts of Apostles is just going. It's just a book. I, um, I don't know why I'm using the word just because it's not just a book, really. It's everything. It's life itself. So, Acts of Apostles is the book where the activities of the apostles as the 12 apostles and the church because what we call the church the church is the church are the people that believe jesus christ and receive the holy spirit into them so that's what the church is the the smallest church you know is a gathering of two people when you have two people come together in agreement who believe in jesus christ that's the church that's why jesus christ said two or three shall gather anyway two or three will gather and there with them that's to say the smallest church jesus christ is there with them so the act of apostles is a presentation of the life of the apostles how they lived their life after the death of jesus christ the burial and the resurrection how they lived their life and how they fulfilled the mandate of god upon their lives so so that's to now let us know that in the book of Acts, um, or rather, reading the book of Acts will help us understand the letters. Because after the book of Acts, we have books written to churches. Um, that's different churches. If you if you check your, I expect that we are with our Bibles with us. As we have a copy of the Bible with us, so if you check um, the books, that's um, after the book of Acts, you see Romans. Romans is letter to the Romans. That's to Rome. Rome is a location. So the titles or the subjects of each books, for instance, when you see Ephesians, Philippians, is talking about Christians in a particular location. For instance, let's say the gospel happened in Nigeria. You understand? What you would have been seeing is the book of Lagos, the book of Abeokuta, letter, letter, letter to the Lagosians, letter to, letter to the Nigerians. That's if you are talking generally. You understand? So when you have Romans, it's simply telling us that 
letters to those who believe at Rome, those who had the gospel at Rome. When you see Corinthians, letters to those who are at, Christians who believe they are at Corinth. When you see Galatians, Ephesians, same thing for the letters till you get to Thessalonians. Letter to Thessalonians. So after that, you have Timothy. Now, after Thessalonians, you there are letters that were written to specific people. That's Timothy, Titus, Philemon. So those are letters written to specific people. That's specifically the writer was addressing the person, you know. Timothy, for instance, was Paul's son in the Lord. He was Paul's son. So he was at Ephesus. We're still going to see that because that's basically what this series is about. So we're going to see that in this series. So Timothy was at Ephesus. So Paul wrote a letter to Timothy talking to him personally on how to behave, how to, you know, do things by the Spirit. So that's what, um, basically you can say the book of Timothy is a book of instruction. Book of instruction given to Timothy. So, then we have books like Hebrews. Now, there is a debate about who wrote the book of Hebrews, you know. But what, what the debate is about is, they were not sure if it was Paul, Apostle Paul that wrote it, or someone else, because if you check the book of Hebrews and if you check the way Paul writes his letter, you will notice a difference in how the book started and how Paul addresses us with the letter. So for me, personally, we are still going to talk about it. Who wrote it? I have someone in mind who I think wrote it. Definitely, I know the person who wrote it, if it's not Paul, will be a close associate or more like a close disciple to Paul because the, per- the person definitely from I was talking you can see Paul from him so probably someone Paul trained was the one who wrote that book of Hebrews but that's not for today so we have other books like James Peter John so these books are written by the apostles themselves that's the three apostles you discover that Jesus Christ had out of the twelve he had three the three so these are those ones Jesus Christ, you know, there are times we ask the disciples to wait, he has the three of them to work with him. So they had a more closer relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's why I believe they were the ones who, they, and that's why they suggest that the three of them should write a letter. Because when it comes to the gospel, God uses men to us. He sent God won't. God didn't come down as okay. I want to redeem us. No, He was going to form. There has to be a standard, so He needed to lay a good foundation using the people. I don't know if if we can catch this. If if you have a leader who is not human, if you get the point where you start to think it's because he's not human, that's why you can't. That oh, they don't understand. They are not humans after all. That's why they don't know what it means to be us. But God had to give us a standard using this man. He laid a standard for us to see that, okay, this is the standard. This is the foundation. And that's 
whatever Apostle Paul was saying something about no other foundation can any man lay. If you come years later and you claim that okay, you are trying to set a foundation, a new foundation, you'll be wrong because a foundation has been laid already. That you don't understand it doesn't mean it's not true. And this is where a lot of people make mistakes. You know, they, they read the scriptures and they are like, ah, this scripture is corrupt. We don't understand it. That you don't understand it doesn't mean it's not true. Why not patiently wait? That happened at Ephesus. You know, we really efficient church, what they are known for. So we're gonna be stopping up this episode here. In our next episode, we'll be going into Ephesians itself. As Ephesians, the book of we're going to be explaining why Paul was talking because the letter to Ephesians were letters written by Paul to the Ephesian church. So we have a good found background of the things that happened at Ephesus when we read Acts. So by the time we open Ephesians, we are going to see, you know, what, you know, Paul was saying, why he was talking the way he talked, why he needed to, you know, share the message. If you go to Corinthians, the message he shared in Corinth, in Corinth is different from the message he shared to the Ephesians because they are different people, you know. We're going to see it in our next episode. Okay, so we'll stop here for today. Let us pray. Father, we thank you today for this word we've had. We thank you because you've made us see lights. You've made us see um, salvation in your son. Thank you for his gift of salvation you've given unto us. Thank you for everything you've done for us. We can't but thank you. All we can say is thank you, Lord. Father, we give you all the praise. Be the exalted, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask that as we um, go about our daily activities today, that your spirit will dwell with us, will abide with us much more beyond our imagination. We are led by the spirit. Everything we live around upon, everything we do, prospers from today in the name of Jesus. And we ask that at the end of our lives, we'll, we'll be able to look back to our life and say we've lived a life full of the Holy Spirit. We've lived a life full of God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, I will pray it. Amen.